Welcome back, explorers. I'm David, that's Wesley, and this is the Trailcast. The weekly show that gets so far off track, you'll have to stick around and see just where we end up. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? Snakes! Oh, wait, sorry. That's right. Today, we're talking about Indiana Jones. Alright, David, what is this about snake? Uh, you know I hate snakes. Like, I really, really hate snakes. Well, there's someone else who hates snakes too, Wesley. Because today we're talking about Indiana Jones. Okay. I, 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 uh, well, it wasn't too long ago, um, a week or two ago, I actually watched The Last Crusade. So, I am mostly prepared for this. Not entirely, but mostly. Wait, you know, let's, let's start. You no, said, no, no. You said it was actually the it was the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Sorry, not, not Last Crusade. Uh, okay. Last Crusade is a really good movie, though. Hmm. I actually watched. I actually watched uh, Last Crusade earlier today. Um, because it 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 had been longer since I'd seen that one than than the other ones. It, it's been a while since I've seen that one, but like from what I remember, I think I remember that one being my favorite. It's, well, let's actually talk about that for now. So, for me, it's, it's, it's kind of hard because, okay, to pick a favorite, or for, for my favorites at least, it's, it's between Raiders and Last Crusade. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I think Last Crusade is, is my favorite, but Raiders is still a really good movie. That's because Temple of Doom was just kind of, it 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 strayed away from the the way the first one was, and with the second one they came back to it. Now I'm not saying Temple of Doom is bad. I'm just saying it has it has a much darker tone. It's you know it it, it kind of approaches the Indiana Jones in a different way. So you know it's a little bit different of a movie. And I feel like for a lot of people it's either they really that's like their absolute favorite one, or it's like tied between Raiders and Crusade. Mm. Which honestly, you could watch Raiders and then Last Crusade, and it would flow pretty well because you know Temple Doom is a prequel. Because mm-hmm. I think I think Temple Doom is supposed, supposed to take place like a year before uh, Raiders. Uh, if I was okay, if I can remember, I was watching it earlier this afternoon. So I, I well, not the movie, but uh, some some stuff on Indiana Jones. And if I remember right. I believe uh, Temple of Doom takes place in 1935. Raiders takes place in 1936. And then Last Crusade is supposed to take place in either 1937 or 38. I think it's two years later. I think... uh, 38. um, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And then jumping ahead a little bit, if we, you know, if we probably should, if we're going to talk about any uh, anything to do with the Dial of Destiny... Uh, the, uh, um, Crystal Skull takes place in the 50s, and then 
the let, new let, movie supposed to. Well, I'm just, I'm just time, I'm just time framing everything. Yeah. Uh, not yeah, necessarily but, uh, skipping around to it. And then I think the newest one is supposed to take place sometime in the '60s because it's supposed to take place around the Soviet uh, stuff going on. So that's like it's in space race. So that's like late '60s, maybe the early '70s. Mm-hmm. But let's, let's not get too much into the um, later ones yet. We'll get into um, those a little bit later on the podcast. But let's just start. Well, it's in, just one uh, of the. It's just one of those things where the Indiana Jones franchise is kind of a, a little bit all over the place because you know you mm-hmm. had Raiders and or yeah you had Raiders and then then you had Temple of Doom which was a, a prequel and then you went to the Last Crusade which started off with you know Indy as a young ma- as a young boy and then it jumped over to you know late after uh after all the second two movies and so it's kind of all over the place you know and you kind of have to pay attention to make sure you know what happens where. Well- um, and you also had a, you also had just a kind of big, like big real life time mm-hmm. gap between uh, um, the first three, which were made in the eight. I think Last Crusade came out in eighty nine, and then mm-hmm. uh, Crystal Skull came out in early two thousand, right? I think it was around. 2010, yeah, I'm not entirely but, sure. Uh, if I had to guess, I'd say around twenty ten, but I actually don't remember. My my uh. Browser will pull up. Um, I could pull it up. I'm, I'm googling it right now. My computer does not seem to want to work, and I don't want to push it because we've had problems with this stuff before. No okay, need so yes, to. It was, uh, it was two that it was 2008. Yeah, Crystal Skull Command. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, with that all in mind, like you like you've been saying, let's uh maybe dive into the Raiders of the Lost Ark to start because yeah. that was the movie that started off everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't I didn't know this, but um so uh uh Raiders of the Lost Ark was a Lucas film. Um Lucas made it. Uh right he he, I think, uh, from what I heard, had had been uh, thinking about the character for a while and thinking of, you know, writing the movie during the writings of A New Hope and I think even Empire Strikes Back. Um, but when Raiders came out, it broke box office box office records, um, and was I think the third highest grossing film, or third or fourth? It might have been the fourth, but it was it was within the likes of movies like. Uh, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and I believe uh, at the time I think it was um, uh, what what is it? The Encounters of the Third Kind. What's what's Steven Spielberg's uh, 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 Strange Encounters of the Third Kind with the Third Kind? Yeah, yeah, that one. I, I think those yeah. those were like four movies that were around the same. And and if you look at it, like that's two two of uh, two of George. That's two of Lucasfilm's movies. And uh, what? Three, including Raiders, three of Spielberg's yep. that he directed. So it's like you know they they really were dominating the market at that point in time, and uh, basically just they couldn't miss when when they were making movies. Like you know well, they were just dominating and, and the box office. And let's just say this too: like when uh, Spielberg and Lucas kind of collaborated on projects, they made good movies. Like um, I know. Mm-hmm. He didn't directly direct uh, any of the Star Wars movies, but you know Spielberg had a lot of um, 
input. Uh, he, he was a consultant on a lot of the Star Wars stuff too. So, yeah, you know, and I actually have it uh, that's yeah. pulled up for Raiders right here. Raiders made three hundred and eighty nine point nine million dollars at the box office. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, and well, back in nineteen eighty one, that was a lot of fifty. I think million. only had a budget of fifty or twenty million. million. Okay, I knew. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a right. I knew. I knew. I knew it was uh, small because I mean, I mean, it was in the what seventies, late eighties, um, eighty one, early eighties. I mean, came out in nineteen eighty one. Yeah. So pr- production was yeah. late late seventies. Yeah, and actually, this podcast episode is actually going up. On the anniversary of Raiders, because Raiders released on June twelfth, nineteen eighty one. We are on point here. We this was even we weren't even supposed to be talking about Indiana Jones this week, and here we are talking we, about we, it. And the podcast. we resh- we reshuffled our our uh, schedule, and I, I just looked at them like that's that's perfect. crazy. <laughs> that's yeah, that's so perfect the, timing. We need we need to advertise it like that. Be like, hey, this is. This is in honor of Indiana Jones. The the series is, you know, mm-hmm. the character of Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. So, yep. with all that in yep. mind, I guess let's dive into the movie, and uh, I guess you know talk about that briefly. Um, you know, we as we discussed, this this takes place in 1936, um, and uh, basically the point of the movie is that. Um, Indiana Jones has to stop the Nazis from finding the Ark of the Covenant. And like, like you said, uh, I know a lot of I've heard you know a lot of people point this out before too. I think you mentioned this a couple weeks ago. Like technically, if you really think about it, Indiana Jones didn't really affect the plot of the story, or didn't really affect the story that mm-hmm. much. He was just there. I, I- I really think that the only thing about the movie and the only part about it that would be bad if this movie were to um not have Indiana Jones in it not not if 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 those events were to happen without Indiana Jones being a part of it um the only thing I think that would happen bad is that what was her name Marion right mm-hmm. she would have died yep. she she just would have died because the Nazis would have killed her in finding the ambulance. But, see, the thing is, like, the way the events would have played out were, well, would have been different, but the end result would have been the same. Like, yeah, the Nazis, yes, they would have gotten the amulet, and yes, they would have seen the backside of it, which they didn't have in the, the first half, in the first, in the original, you know, draft of the movie, or in the final draft of the movie, I guess is what it is. Um, but, but, uh, they, they didn't have the back of it, but in this, they would be, and they would have killed Marion, they would have taken that, they would have found the ark, gotten to it a lot quicker, and and the uh, same thing would have happened. And, and, the, and the same thing would have happened. Indiana Jones wouldn't have been there. Um, now I did hear someone say that it actually might have been better if Indiana Jones wasn't there because what would have happened might have been the Nazis who were there to begin with would have gone in, opened the ark of the covenant, and been like, "Hey, they're all dead. Let's go. Let's go take another wave of people back there." And they would like slowly just started killing off the Nazis because they keep going back to try to figure it out. I don't know if that necessarily would happen, but uh, you know, all in all, like if you look at the movie, 
as good of a movie as it is, if you take Indiana Jones out of it, the end result does not change because it's, you know, the Ark of the Covenant, like, like we were talking about it, like, you know, when I watched it a couple weeks ago, I mentioned it on the podcast, we talked about it a little bit, and, uh, you know, the logic of the movie doesn't really, okay, what they say and what actually happens in the movie don't hold up, because at the beginning of the movie, they say they have to stop the Nazis, because any army that has the Ark of uh is you know unstoppable when in truth you know it's only if they're on god's side or not it, you know would be the way if like you know that, that that they would have you know be unstoppable which shows true at the end of the movie they can't just you know mess around with the ark as they please because it's you know a supernatural power and it's not in their favor so they end up dying <clears throat> um which, you know, would have happened whether Indiana Jones was there or not, so. Hmm. Now, but aside from that, like, Indiana Jones, like, I don't think really any of them have, like, super intricate plots. You know, because they're, they're, they're really just, you know, fun action movies. Um, well, maybe not Temple of Doom, but... <laughs> yeah. But uh, like I said, even though you know, even though Raiders doesn't, if if you break it down too much, you know you you can say that. But still, it's a still a super a really fun movie to watch. Mm-hmm. I, I think oh, I yeah, think uh, it is. I think pretty much uh, all of them are fun, or like said, at least fun movies to watch. Whether or not the um the story you know holds up too much, but you know, yeah. Well, in the second one, we talk about uh, The Last Crusade. You can walk through more of the storyline with that because I haven't really looked... I haven't watched it in a while, and I didn't really watch too much of uh, a a synopsis of anything today. However, if we move on to Temple of Doom, I do have some thoughts on that one. Um, I don't know what else you have to say about Last Crusade. I mean, it was a good movie, and it kicked off the franchise, but like most starters to a franchise like this they tend to be uh pretty generic storylines still good like you said it's it's a fun movie to watch but you know there's not a whole lot to say without diving like really really deep into the plot mm-hmm. now that, that is one thing i want i want to um with uh <clears throat> Temple of Doom, I do think that that is the weakest of the original trilogy. Oh yeah, but I, I would agree I still, with that. For those for those of you who it's your favorite, we're not knocking it. It's to each their own. It's well, just it's not a, our favorite. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm just saying it's my least favorite of the original three. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would agree with that. I, I think a lot of uh, my my reasoning for not liking it as much as the other ones is because when I watched Indiana Jones growing up, you know, I was a little younger and some of the darker tones and darker scenes in it, I didn't really care for as much. Like, you know, uh, they were, they were creepy. They were, uh, scary, just stuff like that. And it just, you know, didn't sit well with me as a, a kid or whatever. And so now maybe I would look at it in a new light, but I never really, it, 
like it almost those, feels those... yeah go ahead it almost feels like they were experimenting a little bit with uh more like horror-esque like you know it's obviously, yeah. it's obviously not horror but more horror like some more of the gore and stuff that mm-hmm. you see in more of the yeah well, there's the creepy vibes you get some some of it when uh when uh they were George Lucas brought the idea of a second movie to Steven Spielberg uh from what i heard um apparently he was wanting to do a haunted castle um which he brought that idea to Spielberg for Temple of Doom and Spielberg said no and he again brought that idea in some way shape or form uh when they were trying to do um Last Crusade i believe and he also said no then too but I feel like there, it was it was definitely one of those things where they're like, hey, let's try and go with a little bit darker, you know, let's let's not play it safe. Like, hey, we, we got the character of Indiana Jones. We might have played it a little safe in the first first movie, but let's go let's go a little darker with how we how we tell this story in uh, the Temple of Doom. And they definitely did that. I mean, it's it it is a darker movie. I mean, you know, even if you just look at the the plot line of it like child slavery um a cult that you know rips uh, it, that you know practices like uh essentially i guess like some some form of like black magic they rip hearts out of people uh just a bunch of like you, you know human sacrifices like all those things those are very very dark tones and they're not even completely like you know child slavery cults practicing you know stuff like that that's some real world stuff that that happens and they you know they bring it and they put it in a movie and <clears throat> so it it does bring some darker tones to the to the Indiana Jones franchise mm-hmm. but they also do that in the first one when they uh basically imply that uh Indiana Jones uh had an underage uh thing going on with Mary <laughs> which we shouldn't dive into too much yeah, let's let's uh, move on from that. Um, <laughs> and Andy's um, not exactly a a great guy. Well, and that's kind of the thing. Like, you don't like you get a little bit more with. Uh, I'm I'm gonna use Han Solo just because it's another Harrison Ford character. Um, mm-hmm. but Indiana Jones really doesn't have like much character arc over the trilogy no. I mean he's kind of the same that he was in the beginning I mean, he, he, you know, he, he does have some but like you compare it to a character like Han Solo like Indy's not as bad as Han Solo was originally but he doesn't end up as good as Han, as Han Solo does at the end if that makes sense yeah it, it is a very stagnant time um, you know there might be a lot more character development in like the last crusade which you can speak on that you know whether there is or isn't i, I would assume just with you know what i remember of the movie like it's a father son s kind of drama so you know there's probably a little bit of development with that being that he doesn't really care for his dad starting out and they you know come to better terms at the end of the movie so there is some character development there but overall like as an actual character yeah indiana jones doesn't have a whole lot of character development throughout the uh the series and I mean, 
I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. Like, obviously, like we said, like, you know, Raiders was a pretty fun movie to watch. Very little character development. Temple of Doom is not a bad movie, but he had little char- little, very little character development. So, you know, I guess at this mm. point it is what it is. Yeah, um... Yeah, I kind of want to see how it would flow. Because I don't think I've ever watched it in chronological order. Like, watch Temple of Doom, then Raiders, then um, Last Crusade. Mm. I'm kind of curious to see how that would flow now. Yeah. Um, Because I don't like Sometimes, uh... Like I've gone back and watched movies, you know, like movies before, and sometimes watching like the um, original and the sequel back to back, or the prequel and the original back to back, gives like new light to, you know, one or the other. Like it makes, makes me appreciate the, one one of them more. I I, I don't know if yeah. that that's that would be how that would work or not, but I'd be kind of curious to um do that and see how that works. I mean, yeah. Like I said, I still think that they're both of them are really good movies, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so on on a completely different note, I don't think that this is any news to you. So this is more just uh, for informational con- context or just for information uh, for those of you who don't know. Um, but the reason we have a PG-13 rating today is because of Temple of Doom. I'm not entirely mm-hmm. sure. I don't think Temple of Doom received a PG-13 rating, did it? But I know it's so, the reason we have them. So I actually wanted to get on a side note of the um, ratings, too. So this is the we- weird to me. So I have, a, um, I have a box set of the original three. And I was just looking uh-huh. at it when I was watching uh, um, Last Crusade earlier. I was just looking looking at the back of each each one. Well, I also wanted to see because uh, this box set is a print from uh, 2003, so I was also kind of I was also kind of wanted to look up the value of it just to see if it you know had gone up in value or anything. Um, which actually this one hadn't because this is the widescreen version. The full screen version has actually gone up in value, but the widescreen version ha- hasn't, which is the one I have. Anyway, <laughs> that's, that's a side point. Um, Darn your luck. So. This one, I guess it was released in Canada, too, because it has both ratings, the U.S. and the Canadian rating. So, mm-hmm. Raiders is rated PG in the U.S. and is rated 14A in Canada, which that's their equivalent of PG-13. But Temple of Doom, so like I said, the U.S. didn't have a PG-13 equivalent back then. Because, like you yeah. said, Temple of Doom was the reason for it. But Temple of Doom received a PG rating in both the U.S. and Canada. How'd that happen? I don't know how the Canadian rating is, like, more... You know, it's the equivalent I mean, of PG-13 Tem- in, for Raiders, but not Tem- for Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom, no matter, like, how you look at it, like, is a much... Is much more deserving of a PG thirteen style rating than uh, the the, mm-hmm. la- uh, the arc. Yeah, but then Last Crusade got a PG thirteen rating in the U S. 
but received a PG rating in Canada. Huh. That's weird. Um, now, I can't remember which one it was, but I remember that, you know, obviously, like I said, Temple of Doom is, is the reason we have PG-13 ratings, even though it wasn't itself rated PG-13. What was the first PG-13 rated movie? I remember it's one that's kind of a more popular one, I think, or common name, well, but I don't know see. if you remembered what it was. I don't remember off the top of my head, but let me uh, Google this. Yeah, but I say I, I was literally listening to all this uh, earlier today. I just can't remember what it was. It, it's slipping my memory. Oh, Red Dawn. Red Dawn. Yeah, the the first Red. I mean, yeah. well, obviously the, the obviously the Hemsworth one was more recently. But um, yeah, the yeah, but I the say, original. I, I thought I remember it being a yeah. 1980, 1984 Red Dawn. What a year for that one to come out. <laughs> Oh. Yeah. Because, you know, the, 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 you know, the book 1984, you know. And I know it's not, like, yeah. I know it's not exactly, I know it's not what happened in 1984, but the book, I mean, but still. They probably planned it all. Yeah. But yeah, Red Dawn was the first PG-13 movie. We need to That's talk about those thing movies. Have... <laughs> I haven't seen them, but I guess if we talk you about them, I will. You need to watch you need to watch both of them. The original, the original's better, but the remake's uh, good too. I'll uh, if we put it on the schedule, I'll I guess I'll end up watching it um, as long as I can find it. Mm. Well, I have both of them on DVD, so um, but yeah, ah, there you go. So apparently, Red Perfect. apparently Red Donald's first PG thirteen rated movie. But anyway, um, yep. I don't think either one of us had really that much to say about uh, Temple of Doom. So let's move on to. You no, know, uh, I, I I do want to I do want to mention this though. Um, so uh, uh, they obviously later on casted uh, Sean Connery, uh, a, a previous James Bond <laughs> actor, as uh, Indy's dad, uh, Hen- Henry Jones, correct? Henry Jones Senior. Henry Henry Jones Senior. Um, and. Uh, Steven Spielberg had always wanted to direct uh, James Bond movies, so the closest he got was at the beginning of Temple of Doom in the casino scene or the uh, whatever wherever they're at the um, lounge thing or whatever. Um, kind of a style take on on uh, a um, James Bond esque uh, scene with mm-hmm. within the Indiana Jones, and then you know later on casting Sean Connery like. I'm pretty sure that they, they might have had some other ideas of who they wanted to cast for it, but I think Sean Connery was like one of their top picks for who they um wanted to cast in the role of Hin- uh, Indy's father. Which, Harrison Ford was actually not the top pick for Indiana Jones when they casted him. Which really? would have made a completely different... Which would have made a completely different... Uh, yeah, well, the thing was, um, because of because of uh, George Lucas working with Harrison Ford on the Star Wars films, he didn't want to work with Harrison. He didn't really like, wasn't jumping at the gun to work with Harrison Ford in other stuff. He didn't want to. 
basically have it where like, oh, George Lucas and Harrison Ford always work on the same products together kind of a deal. So he was kind of hesitant to do to do with uh, Harrison Ford. The role actually was, I'm pretty sure that he got the role, but uh, it was to Tom, Tom Selleck. But it was about the time that they gave him the role, or were going to give him the role, that he started doing his Magnum P.I. stuff. So then they went to Harrison Ford and said, hey, you know, you know, we want you as Indiana Jones, and then, you know, the rest is history. I'm not going to say he would have made a bad Indiana Jones, but it would have been he would have made though. a different Indiana Jones. Yes. Yes, he would have. Yeah. Um... I mean, but I mean, you think about it, like, honestly, that makes a lot of sense that, yeah. uh, you know, he, he's he's the one that they were thinking about doing and he ended up getting the role or he was really close to getting the role if he didn't have other things going on because Tom Selleck was a big deal back then. I mean, he's still a pretty big deal now to a lot of people, but he was a really big deal back then. Um, I did also hear that George Lucas wanted to, to, to maybe hire, uh, not hire, um, cast a like unknown in the role but they definitely weren't going to do that with uh indiana uh, with um tom Selleck if they did that yeah but hey i'm i'm, I'm glad i'm glad they settled on uh harrison ford because i think harrison ford is too i mean you know that's that's his one of his if not his favorite character he's played you know mm-hmm. um I mean, Indiana Jones, aside from... Uh, well, Indiana Jones and Han Solo are his two most famous roles. Mm. So, he even, even really he doesn't didn't like, like... one of them, but... Yeah, he really doesn't like uh, um, Han Solo, but he loves Indiana Jones. Which is why he's doing a fifth one right now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, uh, t- talking about uh, Sean Connery as um, Indy's dad... Let's go ahead and move on to um, Last Crusade real quick, because I, I do want to talk about that. Because, like I said, I just watched it, but the dynamic between um, Sean Connery and Harrison Ford in that movie is amazing. That, mm-hmm. I think that's what that's one of the things that makes that movie. Like, Yeah. It was actually... Um, so, from what I heard, originally, um, you know, the the, the basically... The, the idea that uh, Sean Connery, as, as uh, the father there, the, the kind of like, his, his the way he portrayed the character, basically. I mean, let me figure out what I'm trying to say. He, uh, you know, he's constantly like getting them into trouble and, you know, not constantly aware of his surroundings. He's not exactly the big, bad, you know, action hero that you would have thought he would have been, you know? That was actually, a, a, or from what I heard at least, uh, a decision on Sean Connery's part. He was like, you know, I feel like this is this would make a much better dynamic for, for the character. Because um, I think they wanted him to come in and be, you know, a, mu- a much more rugged, you know, basically kind of, a, kind of a character that Sean Connery had, you know, played previously. Like, you know, a bunch of them, I guess. Because he was more known for those roles. But he came in and he was like, no, I think I should be a little bit more, not quite an idiot, but... You know, a little bit more on the the just getting into trouble kind of a side, and it really does play well because because it like like I love Sean Connery in that movie. Like he is one of, if not my favorite part of, of that movie. Like he's funny. Mm. He's he's like all his scenes with the interactions with uh, Indiana Jones. Like all of it's hilarious. It's just 
it's just a really fun movie to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Like I said, like I said that, that, their dynamic is what really makes that movie. And yeah, like you know, the, the way, I think the way he, he portrays that character is also really, really good because you know he, he's kind of the like, like idiot genius if you can if you understand what I'm saying like he's he's kind of yeah. dingy but he's still a genius yeah you know he he's he's mm-hmm. the one that he's the one that did all that research that actually led them to the holy grail like you know yeah it's like he's he's a very smart guy but he, he is probably it's probably kind of portrayed in the way of like uh you, you know those people who are like uh really smart in school but they have no common sense yeah. I feel like that's kind of the way he ended up portraying the characters, like because because he is a smart guy. He's an archaeologist. He's been doing this for years. Like you said, he he found the Holy Grail. Like all his research is what found him the Holy Grail. But he, you know, carries himself in a very, I guess, idiotic way. He's not he's not exactly the smartest when it comes to everyday life. Mm-hmm. Which uh, uh, he's he's an archaeologist, but he's not the same kind of archaeologist that Indy is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if anyone's the same kind of archaeologist as India's. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Not not quite not quite a real job. Um, so a, a thing funny thing that I heard today um, about the Last Crusade, uh, a little behind the scenes thing was uh, apparently, um, you know, during the uh, the blimp scene. Um, where they're in like the cafe or whatever, the, the, the yeah. um, dining hall area. Uh, something to add when you're watching the movie. Apparently, neither Sean Connery or Harrison Ford had pants on in that scene. <laughs> what? From what I was, from what I heard, uh, apparently it was so hot that Sean Connery took his pants off, and not long after that, Harrison Ford did the exact same thing because it was just so hot filming that scene. I believe it was that scene. There was apparently there was a scene, and I, I'm pretty sure it's that that one that, if I remember correctly. Uh, but it's just kind of like one of those funny little, little details. What's like, you know, you'd never know watching it. The movie they don't they don't you know do that. But uh, he he just they just don't don't have any pants on. Okay then. <laughs> now you could be thinking about that when you watch that scene. You can be like, they have no pants on. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know where you were going with that, but that's not where I thought you were going. <laughs> yeah, I thought I could probably catch you off guard with that that one. <laughs> Even if you had heard heard that before, I mean, I probably still would have caught you off guard with it. Mm-hmm. Just a funny uh, thing. I, I, I love so, the Easter eggs like that or stuff like that in movies. Like yeah, like the little just... little tidbits behind the scenes. Yeah, no, like, you, you you'd never know watching it, watching an actual movie. Yeah. Um, real quick, I do want to mention this one last thing before, since it sounds like we're kind of wrapping up on The Last Crusade and probably moving into the Crystal Skull. Before we get off of the original trilogy, I do want to uh, make this comment. Harrison Ford had a real hard time with the first two indie movies, you know? Which it sounds like he might not have had so much, such a hard time with uh, The Last Crusade, which is good. But uh, what I mean by that is um, in, the, uh, in the Raiders of the Lost Ark, 
you know, they have that infamous, infamous scene where, you know, he shoots the guy and they're supposed to have some, some long fight and oh, he, he just had, shoots him. Because he had food poisoning? Yeah. Because, yeah, he was, he was, you know, real sick and just still getting over it. Well, apparently he was also really, really sick. Well, no, no, no. He wasn't really sick. He had a dislocated disc, I think, in his spine or something like that during filming of Temple of Doom. They said apparently, like, the amount of pain he was in and all, whenever he had a scene that he was sweating, the the, the costume department had, like, didn't have to do anything because that was all, like, real sweat. So He was, like, he was like, like sweating through that entire movie. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I guess it was a good thing they shot it in a hot environment or a place that was, you know, seen as a hot environment. But, like, um... Yeah, apparently, like they uh, they had to stop. They they almost had to completely stop filming. Um, what they ended up doing, from what I heard, was uh, his stunt actor or stunt double um, did a lot of scenes. Like act, they did a lot of the action scenes while Harrison Ford was out getting like surgeries and stuff like that. And um, they uh, just like edited them in with like some close ups of Harrison Ford after the fact, just so that they could keep filming. But yeah. Uh, there was like that that happened. I think, um, right, like the first couple days of uh, filming, Steven Spielberg like either sprained or broke his ankle or something. I think he sprained his ankle or something like that. And uh, there were some other different things that ended up happening. I think a bunch of the cat, uh, the crew got sick. Uh, first couple days of, of filming, and so uh, a lot of people were like, "Yep, it was a cursed, it was a cursed uh, film," you know. <laughs> I mean, that's not kind of a fitting thing for that movie, though. Being yeah, it really first. is. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just the way that it. And, and hey, even the, uh, I think, if I remember right, I think this was also the time that uh, it was George Lucas was going through a divorce, and I think Steven Sp- Steven Spielberg had just like either ended a really long relationship, or I don't think it, may, it wasn't a divorce, but. Anyways, so they had some they had some cursed stuff going on beforehand. So there just there just wasn't a whole lot of good stuff going around this movie, and it was poorly received at the time. So mm-hmm. it's just it just everything around the movie just wasn't good. Mm-hmm. But it's a pretty decent think, it was a pretty decent movie. I don't think it was as poorly received as the uh, fourth one, though. No, no, no. Yeah, so uh, it's kind of hard. Uh, Kind of hard let's, to... let's talk about that one real quick. Because I think you and I pretty, are pretty, pretty much have the same opinion about it. I might surprise you with my opinion on it. So Not really. But <laughs> I, I don't think it's... it's uh, Okay. There's portions of it that aren't bad. But the indie... Okay, so you have the... The nuclear uh, refrigerator. Mm-hmm. That's stupid. And, okay, so here's the thing. I was thinking about it earlier today. I really think <clears throat> that the premise of the movie could have been done well. Like, they could have made it a good movie. Even with bringing in, like, aliens and stuff like that. Like, I think it still could have been done well. I just don't think that they did i don't i mean it's been a while since i've seen the movie uh and there are a lot of things that i know that there are problems with the movie and i don't uh, it's not my favorite indiana jones movie and i are you know there's a reason i've only seen it so many times 
But, like, I don't think that... Because here's the thing. Within Indiana Jones, they brought up topics like, uh, you know, a god within with uh, the Ark of the Covenant and a, you know, it's like a spirit world, basically, with all the, the voodoo and all that stuff in Temple of Doom. And then you have the Last Crusade with um, the Holy uh, Grail, you know, and so that's like a, a, a myth of sorts, you know. And and then they bring in aliens. So it's like, okay, is it really that much of a step to bring in aliens? No. Did they do it good? Also, no. But I don't so think he, the premise is as far-fetched as people make it sound. Okay, but the, th- the thing about it, though, is like... Well, yes, it's not real. like... Yes, you've established that there's all this, like... Like magic is real in the um Indiana Jones universe and stuff, mm-hmm. but everything from the first three is still spiritual. Yeah, what they probably should have done if they wanted to introduce it, aliens was probably dive into aliens within the realm of like maybe the Egyptian culture. And what I mean, what I say about say that is because you know a lot of there's you know the 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 conspiracy theories like aliens built the pyramids and it's like they could have dived into that because okay like ark of the covenant holy grail those are two like common like ark of the covenant is a is a uh, mythological uh you know real world item so is the holy grail and i don't know temple doom didn't have anything but you know within the realm it it's things that like we've heard of we know of they were, you know, supposed real things at some point in history. There was never anything of a crystal skull like this, at least, in history. This is not a historical item, which is what Indiana Jones is supposed to be, you know. And it kind of loosely bangs around with history. Whereas if they maybe did it within, like, okay, maybe they, they were just were looking into, like, you know the Egyptians and the way that they communicated with aliens and they built the pyramids, they could have done that and maybe still dived into aliens without making a, a movie that was completely out of right field, left field. I don't know. It's one of the two. Or if you want to get into like uh, like real world myths or whatever, do something with Atlantis or something like that, you know, there are, yeah, there are things you can do that, you know, yeah. But, uh, I think that's, that's the, that's, that's one of the big things about the Crystal Skull is it's a decent action movie, but it's not. It doesn't really feel like in like the first three do. Yeah, I'll say it very much feels the same way. I feel very much the same way about it that I do about uh, Pirates of the Caribbean fourth iteration. Yeah, the fourth movie has good moments. Overall, is not good. Actually, like one of my plot, favorite scenes. Isn't the plot very similar? Yeah, in both of those. <laughs> well, well, I guess they look at the Holy Grail, so that'd be closer to. Uh, last well, no, so it's the fa- it's the Fountain of Youth, isn't it? In part. Fountain five. of Youth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, 
But also, like one of my favorite Pirates of the Caribbean scenes is that opening scene where Captain Jack is escaping um, uh, at the beginning of the fourth Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Like I absolutely love that scene, and then it goes downhill from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. You also mentioned the nuclear refrigerator a minute ago. Have you heard the theory that like He's dead. the rest of the yeah <laughs> like the rest of the movie is just him hallucinating from uh the radiation? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I've heard that. Also, yeah, like I said, I heard the ones where like you know he died and this is I don't know. I guess like how his conscious like. Or maybe it's just the, I'm combining the combining the two theories. Either way, I don't necessarily buy it. I feel like they just made a bad movie, but I feel like it's a really good way to just be like, "We don't like this. Let's let's uh, figure a way to retcon it." <laughs> I do feel like that's probably the turning one of the turning points in the movie where it's like, "What am I watching?" So, this makes no sense now. But that was very much very much in the same vein as a lot of the um like you know in the past like 20 years there's been a lot of sequels and reboots of mm-hmm. movies from the 80s. Yeah. And that that's, mm-hmm. that was just another one of them and um Pretty much all of them suck. Yeah. Well, the thing is, they... they, And even nowadays, what they're doing is they take a a franchise or they take something that people loved and they're like, hey, we're going to capitalize on that because people loved it. And then they bring in a lot of nostalgia, a lot of, you know, just different things... And sometimes they can make a decent movie, but like you said a couple weeks ago when you were talking about, you know, um, them remaking older movies and remaking all the live-action Disney movies, it's like, why would you watch a pretty decent movie when you can watch the original? And, like, it still even comes down to that, like, you know, Cause, like, it, like, if, the- if it, even, even, though, even though it continues the adventure for Indiana Jones... It's like, why would I watch that when I still can go back and watch the original three? Like, you know, you're not mm. you're not really enhancing anything from them. You're you're just I mean, you made a a decent action movie, like you said, it's a decent action movie. But the story doesn't fit in with the rest of the you know with the with Indiana Jones. It's like why would I watch this when I can watch that? Mm-hmm. Now, well, do you have anything else? Go, oh, go ahead. I was about to say, let's. On that note, I kind of want to talk about Indiana Jones Five because I, you know, it hasn't come mm-hmm. out yet. Seen the trailers. When is the when is the release date? Uh, June thirtieth. We we will talk about June it 30th. um in July. 
I think it's slated for the second Monday in July. Okay. Uh, okay. What's the date on that? Um, July tenth. So yeah, if you, if you okay. wanna um, if you wanna hear if you wanna hear us talk about uh, Indiana Jones five after it comes out, yeah, come back July tenth. But uh, just judging by the trailer, this movie looks terrible. Yeah, um, it's not like it's exact. Uh, I mean, yeah, the the, the trailer wasn't exactly. Um, it really seems like, hey, we're making another Indiana Jones movie. Watch it. Like that's basically the way it looks. Also, they're going the time travel route too. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's actually where my theory lies. Um, because, you know, it's I guess it's theorized that the Dial of Destiny is supposed to be a time-traveling device. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I've heard it said that it's possible, or, okay, I find it very likely that a lot of the deep fake stuff that they're doing is a, this is what happened in the past, not this is what's, you know, like we're not time-traveling as type of a thing. Um, and they're just really showing off their deep fake technology. My theory is uh, that... Somehow or another, um, they go with through the time traveling and all this. I'm not entirely sure how they go about doing it, but essentially, they reboot the franchise through time travel because Harrison Ford is too old to play Indiana Jones now, but they can still capitalize off of the uh, name. Okay. It'd be horrible. It'd be horrible. But I'm just gonna go ahead and call it now because if I'm wrong. Thank God. I mean, but they already are making an Indiana Jones Indiana Jones 5, and nobody asked for that. So... Nobody asked for a Honestly... <laughs> exactly. But what I'm saying is, like, this is one of those things where it's like... Don't... Like, it's really kind of out of left field to say they're going to use the time travel to, you know, explore maybe rebooting the Indiana Jones franchise in some way shape or form but it's like is that really out of the realm of possibility like because they could just reboot it anyways like that wouldn't even be out of the realm of possibility but i feel like they might try and go about it this way you know i i I don't feel strongly about this i'm gonna say that it's more like a funny goofy like hey they're doing time travel they're doing this, that, like, you know, maybe they kill off Indiana Jones as Harrison Ford and something else happens. Like, I don't know. They figure out a way to... I also hope it's they not don't a, do... It's not a serious theory, but it, it it's just kind of a, hey, what if this happened kind of a thing. Like, you know. I also have a feeling that it's going to be very corny, the way they do it. Because yeah. like, okay, you, you saw in the trailers that one scene where uh, Indy and whatever, the Marcus, Brody, Marcus Brody's daughter whatever her name is, you know, they're pushing the boulder, the boulder that, you know, yeah. from the boulder scene in, in uh, Raiders. Yeah. And like that, that scene, like, I'm just like, gosh, if that's all, if that's, if that's the kind of stuff they're doing with the time travel stuff, it, this movie's going to be so corny. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that's the thing is, um, uh, it's it's it is kind of it it 
It's one of those things where, um, like, okay, so when they came out with um, some of this new stuff with uh, uh, the Star Wars, right? Mark Hamill had a lot to say about the way that they took Luke. He was not happy at all with the way that they took Luke. But he played the character because he is the character. And, you know, that's just kind of how it is. Um, I do wonder, like, I haven't looked into it, but, like, how does Harrison Ford feel about the movie, you know, The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? How does he feel about this movie, you know? Because, like, he loves this character, and you think that he wouldn't want it to be, you know, done wrong. But, like you said, like, it, it does seem like it's probably going to be a little bit more of a, hey, we're, we're really just making an Indiana Jones movie because we can and every other every other studio is making a movie that you know in, in a in a franchise that's been around forever you know so let's just let's just do the same that's literally what it looks like and also i there's also the fact of i don't trust disney lucasfilm yeah with live so action movies is, uh... i don't trust i don't trust disney lucasfilm <laughs> Well, and, and see, that's the thing is like, so the the reason that it's so like I, I semi trust what's going on at Lucasfilm when it comes to Star Wars is because of who's over, who's seen over this. Uh, John, um, uh, um, Dave Filoni and John Favreau are, are you know, over the TV are, shows, uh, not the movies. They didn't they didn't put them over the movies. No. Does Lucas not know how to make money? Apparently not. Okay. No, uh, like, I, I was Kathleen Kennedy stole over uh, the movie, so I, thought, I, well, I knew she. I knew I knew that she was she's over Lucasfilm, but I thought they had promoted um, uh, uh Dave uh Dave Favreau. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you got the, you got the name backwards. You got the name backwards. John Favreau and Dave okay, Filoni. Yeah. <laughs> Dave Filoni. I I I was yeah. Anyways, um. Uh, but yeah, so um, it, it's one of those things where, uh, like, I trust what they're making because they're making it, and you know they are going to do right by it. But Indiana Jones isn't 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 overseen by someone who you know is like that. It like you said, it's it's being made by Disney and Lucasfilm, who have shown they just can't do it, like. Disney owning Lucasfilms and the way that Lucasfilm has been directed and what they've been putting out has been garbage. Mm-hmm. I mean, the best thing that what... they put the best thing that they put out in the okay, well, I guess they did put out Rogue One, which Rogue One was is one of, if maybe not the best Star Wars movie, just with the combination of an amazing story and amazing uh, CGI. Um. But outside of that, the best thing that they did uh, with Lucasfilm was um, the uh, the Force Awakens, and that wasn't even original. And I don't mm-hmm. think that, I mean they, I mean what they they only they only are doing uh, Indiana Jones and Star Wars right now, right? They don't they're not doing anything else, right? I think so, I think so yeah. But uh, yeah, so uh, they their track record's not great, and I mean even Lucasfilm's track record isn't amazing. I mean, as as a standalone, when Lucas owned it, so 
It kind of just depended I mean, on I mean, who, don't, who he got. Yeah, don't, 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 for, don't forget that before Disney bought Lucasfilm, they had made the prequels and uh, Crystal Skull within the span of a couple of years. Yes, but see, the, the thing is, the prequels are, are redeemable. The Crystal Skull is not. True, true. But you're talking about, like, Disney, uh, the way they've, like, they've even, like, they've even kind of ruined Marvel, too. I think that they uh, have, and most of it just has to do with the fact that they've had so much success with it. Mm-hmm. It's not uh, that they're necessarily again, telling stories. I don't know. I don't know how much oversight, like, the actual Disney Corporation has over Marvel Studios, but just the fact that they own them, they can just come in at any time and say, "No, we need to do it this way." So I don't, I don't know, I don't know if they actually have, but yeah. Well, okay. So the the biggest thing is that um, it's not all Disney cares about is if they're making money or not. And mm-hmm. as long as Marvel is making money, they're going to green light everything. Well, I don't know if that necessarily puts pressure on Marvel to make more. Or if Marvel's just pushing it out and Disney's just like, hey, you're doing good, we're not going to stop it. But because of the success that Marvel's had, they just think that they can do whatever they want. And now they're in this you know, state now where, one, there's way too much content, which sounds like that shouldn't be a problem. Like, that sounds like, uh, you know, that shouldn't ever be a bad thing. But it is, because there's way too much content, but it's not all good. Which means that if you want to keep up with what's going on now you have to watch some crappy content to understand what's going on and they're not making it all like at this point now you can't just go in and watch a marvel movie without having you know 20 plus you gotta watch like 15 15 tv shows yeah it's, 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 it, you, have to, you have to have so much background to go into a, a Marvel movie now. It, it's yeah, too much to watch that you don't want to have to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I think that's the, the downfall that Marvel has, and I think that's really just the downfall that that um, you know, a, a lot of these like, okay, Disney or Disney owns Marvel. So they, they're like, hey, we want to make money. So we're green lighting all these movies because, hey, they've been making us money. Well, Disney owns uh, Lucasfilms, and they've been making a bunch of Star Wars movies in recent years and a bunch of Star Wars content to make money off of. Well, what's another uh, you know famous IP that they have? Indiana Jones. Why wouldn't they make another one off of that? But it's not about the actual movie. They don't care. They're like, hey, it's a famous uh, you know, it's, it's a famous character. People love the Indiana Jones movies, the trilogy. Why not tack on another one? Because if mm-hmm. nothing else, people will people will go watch it, and we'll make a lot of money, no matter how the reviews are. You know, and but at, well, one thing I will say is for uh, Crystal Skull is at least it was still directed by Spielberg. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know who's directing this one? Uh, James Mangold. Never heard of him. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't know who that is. 
Um, now, Kathleen Kennedy is over Lucasfilm, correct? Yes. Or just Star Wars? Okay. I thought I was thinking she was over Lucas Lucasfilm. Um, I know that she's apparently a really big name in Hollywood, and like you know, there's a reason she's... she is over Lucasfilm. But I also have a feeling that you know, I I know that there's been a lot of fan backlash to her from from Star Wars fans, you know, with the way that she's been you know directing the franchise. Um, and I don't know how. I don't think she's close to losing her job. Like, just because as much as the fans should be, you know, the, a really big factor in the, in everything, we're not, you know, like, yes, if you make a bad movie and we hate it, you don't make as much money off of it as you would if we loved it. But at this point in time, I feel like because they have so many popular like, Star Wars is a popular franchise. Star Wars, if they release a Star Wars movie, is going to make a lot of money off of it. Good or bad. Because Star Wars fans are going to want to watch it. Mm-hmm. You're going to have the same thing with Indiana Jones. So I don't think that she's necessarily on the brink of getting fired. I think a lot of people say that she probably should get fired... I don't know necessarily she could get fired. I think she should start putting maybe more people who know more what they're doing when it comes to these franchises in charge, like Dave Filoni. And, you know, like, you know, make make Dave Filoni the Kevin Feige of Star Wars. Let him be over everything. You know, let let him oversee everything. You oversee him, but let him oversee everything, and then you just get credit for it. And you don't have to, you know, have all the, the... headache of making all those decisions that nobody likes so i used to work with a guy who actually said, said something about that so he said uh something about or he's talking about dave filoni he said uh mm-hmm. basically if when dave filoni is talking about star wars when he says something take it with as much uh like basically Whenever Dave Filoni says something about Star Wars, take it with as mu- or take it as much as canon as if you would as if it came from George Lucas himself. Yes, oh, I hundred percent agree with that. Because D- Dave Filoni, like uh, aside from George Lucas, Dave Filoni probably understands Star Wars the most. Yes, Dave Filoni is a humongous nerd when it comes to Star Wars. He just happens to have one of the best jobs with that character set in mind, you know, Mm -hmm. like he gets to run one of his, like his childhood, probably his childhood dream job, canonize things in star Wars, you know, make shows off of, uh, uh, you know, out of a trilogy, uh, out of a uh, franchise that you love. And that's why John Favreau is also really good with star Wars stuff too, because he was Mm -hmm. also, he's also a, a huge star Wars nerd. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I mean, yeah, that's, that's the thing is, uh, like you said, John, John Favreau is as close to, to, like, George Lucas as far as, like, knowledge on Star Wars and no understanding the universe, which is a really big key of it, 
you know, as, as you can get without being George Lucas, you know, which is why he needs to, if he's not in a bigger, a more prominent role in charge of like stuff, he needs to basically be over, over everything. If they do that and they let him, you know, start dealing with stuff, making decisions, making uh, green lighting movies and stuff like that and being like, hey, we need to make this movie. No, we don't need to make that movie. Or, hey, this script needs to be scrapped because, you know, it's not it's not Star Wars. Then, hey, we need to have an actual plan when we make this trilogy. Any number of those things. Like, mm-hmm. and that's you do that. that annoys, that's another thing that annoys me, too. They greenlit another Star Wars trilogy about Rey. Hmm. Like, they can't even give us that. Because the best thing about the sequel trilogy was that it was over. And they can't even give us that. Now wait, is this a new thing that they're doing? Yes. They greenlit another three movies with Rey. That's kind of surprising because I heard that um, the experience that uh, Daisy Ridley and John Boyega both had within Star Wars and some of the like filming and stuff that they ended up doing, like they had a really bad experience. And like as much as they love Star Wars and love the oh, characters, I- they they were like like John Boyega. I think said he didn't want to come back. Oh, I feel as- bad for John Boyega the, the way they uh, treated him. I feel bad for him. Because yeah. like so it's because like, they were hyping him up to be one of the main characters of the that uh, trilogy, and they just kind of, like in the second two movies they just threw him aside and didn't really do anything with him. Yeah, he, they, and so Finn was it, an awesome character. They wasted him. They completely he wasted was. that character. He was. He was. Um. It. Here's the thing. I don't. If they make a, a trilogy about Rey, unlike the fact that they already did, but if they make another trilogy about Rey and they do it well, sure. Maybe maybe I, I can I can give that her character, you know, in my mind a more canonized spot. Mm. But that doesn't change that doesn't change the the, the prequels or the sequels. They're still trash. Like, you know, without diving too much into it, because we're going to talk about these movies in uh, a couple months. Um, November, like, December, and January. Yeah, they they're just they're just bad movies. Not even not even like bad Star Wars movies. No, just bad movies because they're like like we've talked about this before with with the. Uh, we're going through the prequels right now. And yeah, the prequels have some bad acting in them. There's no doubt about that. There's there's a lot wrong with the prequels. But the prequels have a point. They're they're telling a cohesive story. The sequels aren't even doing that. Mm-hmm. They're just throwing around lightsabers. They have stormtroopers in them. And they they talk about this thing called the Force that they don't really seem to understand how it works. And it's like, the, the, oh. did you even I, I did you even like 
did, did like okay I heard at one point that uh, apparently Kathleen Kennedy was wanting to hire on a bunch of people who had never seen Star Wars before to help, you know, make make some of the Star Wars content. Her reasoning behind it was apparently because she wanted to have fresh eyes on on it. And that's fair. You can do that. As long as you have some people in the room that can tell you whether or not you can do that or not do that. Like, well... If you don't I, understand I, I saw, the universe, saw, just admit I it. Me- I saw a meme about uh talking about the sequel trilogy, and it was just like, you know, sum up the sequel trilogy with a single picture, and it was the like Han so- the Han Solo from Force That's Awakens not how saying, the "Force works." Yeah, <laughs> I love that line, and it it it's so true. Like, I mean. It, it sounds like they had their conversations with Dave Filoni accidentally leak into the script. Like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think that, uh, I'm not entirely sure when, when he started doing a lot more stuff there, but I mean, he definitely had no part whatsoever in, in those movies. And it well, is Dave, Fil- Dave Filoni was bad. there from Dave Filoni was there before the, um, Disney acquisition. Well, yeah, because he did the stuff with the Clone Wars, right? He 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 was over the Clone Wars, and he was over Rebels, and yeah. Rebels came out before uh, before well, Disney. No, Re- Re- Rebels was Disney, but um. Okay, I, I knew Clone Wars was was beforehand, and then Disney Clone Wars was on cartoon was on Cartoon Network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but Which Seth's actually, thing is uh, like. Go ahead. I, I just uh, think it's kind of fun. I think or it's kind of cool that uh, like I never really wa- I never really got into it. I know it's a really good show. I just didn't really watch it growing up. But Dave Filoni was also very heavily involved with uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender, which looking back mm. at it, that makes sense. <laughs> That's a uh, one of. Uh... Within the within the anime realm, uh, the movie or series, sorry, that um, Sarah really wants me to get into. There's just too much with like, so, all like, that well, to watch. It's not it's not, re- it's not really anime. It's anime inspired, but so that's one of the things. Like that, I know that that's a really good show, but I just mm-hmm. I didn't get in. I, I didn't watch it when I was a kid, and yeah. I just well, find, I just not- find it hard to get into now. It's kind of one of those things where it's like, uh, like a while back, we were talking about Pokemon and how it's like, you know, for us to get into Pokemon now, like we were saying, like, oh, what if we talked about Pokemon on here? It, it would take a lot because there's so much to it. There's so much to, you know, Avatar. There's so much to, you know, the different, different things with a lot of the anime stuff. It's just like, we didn't grow up with it. It's hard to get into it now. You know, it's mm-hmm. not that it's not good and we're not trying to discount it. We're just, you know, we, we have other things that we grew up with and other things that we're fans of. And, you know, that's that's what we're going to talk about, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we've uh, we've gotten way off topic from. Uh, well, at least we have stuck with Lucasfilm, yeah. but we've gotten way off topic from Indiana Jones. Um, I was about to say. I, I guess so, final thoughts is uh, for me at least. 
like you were saying, uh, we're we're gonna. I mean, we're, we're talking about it on 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 uh, on the podcast. So I'm gonna go see the Dial of Destiny. Like I, I gotta I gotta be able to I gotta see it to be able to talk about it. But I'm not very hopeful for it, and uh, it it very much like okay. You you talked about how you thought it's you know it's it, it's gonna kind of it seems like it's gonna be a little like it's not gonna take itself seriously basically like it's gonna be a little bit cartoony or whatever uh in the, in the way that they they go about making the movie it felt a lot like like when I watched the trailer it really really took me back to the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull in the way that it seems like the storyline's gonna play out and we all saw how that one move that movie you know ended up so. I'm just not really hopeful for it. I really feel like it's a cash grab, and I hate it. Hate hate that fact. But I mean, I'm gonna go pay to see it. So where does that leave us? Content has to continue. Yeah. So. Well, for my my final thoughts, for the first three are amazing movies. If you haven't seen them, go watch them. You can Definitely. you can ignore number you can ignore Crystal Skull and wait there's a, wait, there's dial, a fourth dial one Desti- apparently and uh, Dial of Destiny is going to be trash. Other than that, that's it. <laughs> well, the good news is is um you know us saying this now about it being trash. If it turns out to be really really good, then uh, I'll be that's surprised. Amazing. I'll be pleasantly that's, surprised. That's amazing. And and we're still talking about the podcast, so we can we can call back to this one moment and be like, "Man, look how stupid we look!" But you know what? It really wasn't that stupid because they have a track record. That's that's the thing. Yeah, I I hope I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's going to be a good movie. This is one of those. We're hoping and praying we're wrong. But I know we just. I'm not going to be. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's uh. It's a sad truth, but um, yeah. But uh, we we can hope. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All righty, David. You ready to head on to a new segment? Not new segment, but another segment. Uh, what's new with you? What's new with you? Got it. I didn't know if All you had right. something to rant about, but uh, let's move on to what's well, new. I, th- with I you. think I think we've both been kind of ranting a little bit <laughs> here, so you, you yeah. got a little oh. bonus rant. I was gonna say. <laughs> I was about to say. I was I was going a little hard there for a second. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Alrighty. Let's move on to a What's New With You. What's new? What's new with you? What's new? What's new with you? What's new? What's new with you? Yeah. So, Wesley, I know we just spent the weekend together, but what's new with you? That was this weekend, wasn't it? Oh, man. It's been a long past two days. It's only Tuesday, David. Oh, yep. man. It's going to be a long week. Uh well basically the newest the newest things with me is that uh yeah we we went uh to the lake this weekend for our annual cousins trip which always 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 is a fun time but also always uh isn't long enough no it's not I know they were talking about it last uh talking while we we're down there saying something about um maybe maybe looking into maybe next year starting it on Thursday which I would doing, completely doing be on two board full with. days yeah. 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 Um, I, it's it still wouldn't be long enough, but but it it would be it would be better, you know. And maybe yeah. maybe give like 
you know, we got some family that, that has to drive a little bit farther, give them a little bit more incentive to come down and they can stay for mm-hmm. a longer period of time, you know. Yeah, but basically, but, what, uh, basically what we're talking about, in case uh, I know most of y'all listening are probably either know us or are related to us. Um, <laughs> well, if you're related to us, you know us, but anyway. Um, well, not everyone. Yeah. They may not know but, us. Be. True, true. And they may not but be related just, to just us. In case you, just in case you don't know us personally, um, every year, uh, Wesley, well, Wesley, for, first of all, Wesley and I are cousins. I, we what? have mentioned that before, but we oh, don't yeah, really we mention have. that often. Yeah, I, rem- I, rem- I remember now. Yeah, we have mentioned that before, but don't really mention that often. But uh, I try to suppress our, that memory. Yeah, but all of our other cousins, and stuff, we, we grew up really close. There are 12 of us in total. And so every year we try to go on a, um, go do something together just to try to say, you know, you know, as we're getting older, it's kind of hard to find time to actually spend time with each other. So we, we make time every, I, once a year. From what so I've that's, heard, from what, when I, most families aren't as closely knit as we are, but, uh, the, the, the cousins, it's, uh, about what, um, 12, 14, how many is it now? Uh, yes, if including you include, spouses. Yeah, if you include spouses, it's 14. So we got 14 of us, and, uh, you know, we're, we're pretty close for the 12 of us that grew up together. We, you know, hung out like crazy. I mean, obviously, me and David have, are, are real close, uh, not just in age, but, but in, uh, you know, we're, we're pretty close, and that kind of spills over to the rest of the family. So from what I've heard, most families aren't like this. I don't know that mm-hmm. for a fact, but um, you know, it it's one of those things where if if you can if you can have a close group of friends and they're also your family, like you know, it's it's kind of a bonus, or maybe not. I'm not entirely sure because you know, you may not want to be close to your family. Teach their own. Yeah, but yeah. That's basically a little bit of background on that. So that was this past uh, weekend. We. Uh, Spent a weekend up at the lake all all together and uh, had a good time. Yeah. Uh, the girls were calling it camping, but uh, we were sleeping in a cabin. So, or not even a cabin. It was just a built. It was a building. It wasn't exactly a cabin. Got air conditioning. Yeah, we, it's not a camping trip. Yeah, we, we had we had air conditioning and running water. It wasn't a camping trip. Yeah, it's not a camping trip. I mean, we we may not have showered, but that was more just the quality of shower that we had. Uh, and the fact that there was only one. Yeah, but <laughs> one shower and what we had ten people there this this weekend. Yep. Yeah, not not exactly uh, good good odds. So, but yeah, that was that was one of the first things I did when I got home was uh, oh, yeah. immediately went oh, to the yeah. shower. And it was nice. It was nice getting in the shower. That's that's the thing. It's like it's nice going camping or doing something like this. And uh, all, but like when when you can get get back to to normal life and you get in that shower and you know after your shower you're you're uh, sitting around all clean in a clean space it's it's a nice feeling. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's thing. I I did that like whenever I do something or go some somewhere like this where I know I'm not going to be able to take a shower for a few days. I always make sure to take a shower right before mm-hmm. and right after. <clears throat> yep. Yep, I, I took one literally right before because I had gotten off work, so I came home and I showered, uh, and literally 
as soon as I got out of the shower, I got dressed and we drove. It wasn't intentional. Uh, you know, it was just I needed a shower because I had been working. So, and uh, that's probably not a bad idea, though, to, you know, shower right before and right after. Just mm. to stay as clean as long as possible. I was feeling pretty icky that night, though. <laughs> that first night. Yeah. Which, that is one thing to think about. If we, if we extend the weekend, we'll be icky longer. But I think we'll be okay. Oh, we can, uh... Well, we can figure out a shower schedule if we do that, but... <laughs> yeah, it'd be fine. It'd be fine. We, we would survive. Um, but all in all, yeah, fun, fun weekend. Hmm. Uh, so, uh, I guess there's not that much development with me because, you know, besides that, I've played a little bit more Fallout, but it's not really that much. It's not that interesting if I, every single week, come to you and say I played two minutes more Fallout. So, I will not discuss any of that, uh, with you. What, what, what have you been up to? Have you been up to anything new since, uh... I guess Sunday when I saw you last. It's Tuesday. I doubt it. I mean, much. No, in, not, of interest. not really. Any, not really anything. Uh, yeah. Else, but uh, yeah, just for I will sake say, of having, just for sake of something. Well, something, well yeah, sorry. You, you go ahead first because I was changing the subject. You go ahead first. No, uh, I was just gonna say I found out this weekend that I'm. Well, I knew I wasn't great at Mario Kart, but uh, I'm I'm really bad at Mario Kart. Also, I have a lot of bad luck with it too. <clears throat> Everyone does. You you constantly get. I mean hit that's by very. Stuff. That's very true. There were I mean like I I obviously pay attention when I play a lot more. So there's that. I'm biased. But man, it just seems like when I get hit, I just can't stop getting hit. And it's like you're in first, and then you get hit with like a, you know blue shell or a, a red shell, and then all of a sudden you get hit with like fifty other different things, and the next thing you know, you go from first, and now you're in like tenth or eleventh place. And that was all like right before the finish line, and you're on your third lap, and you're like, "What happened?" <laughs> That's happened to me a lot recently, because I've been mm-hmm. playing it since I got home. I've been playing on the Switch since I got home, and I've, I'm just—it's just not been going well. I'll do really well for the first two laps, and halfway through the third, and then just something will happen that I just don't know how to stop. Like. I'm I'm working on it. I'm working on getting better at Mario Kart because I I we you know we we didn't do it this weekend because we didn't have the, the um the people for it. But in the past we have played uh, Mario Kart championships, and I have won at least I've won one. Now I think the the thing is I think one time it was played and but I wasn't a part of it or I. But we've never I think we've I wasn't a part of it. We've never done a Mario. We've never Kart done the full tournament. Either we've never done. This was all. This was all on the Wii. Now, the yeah. the thing is, Ethan has won it before, and I have won it before, but I don't think that we've ever played each other one on one, and I don't think that we played in the same tournament when we both won. So I think the time he won, I wasn't playing. I think the time I won, I know he wasn't playing. Mm-hmm. So technically, we still have to face off. But I, I take a lot of pride in my Mario Kart skills, but that was all on the Wii. Mario Kart 8 is a complete... Mario Kart on the Switch is a completely different story. And it is one that I am trying to uh, rewrite fast because, you know, I take a lot of pride in this, so I'm not doing well. I got to fix that. 
Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm getting old, David. I don't like this. Oh, you're fine. I'm, I'm... Yeah, you're right. I, I, uh, I'll, I'll get more time as, as uh, time goes on. I'll get more time to play video games, and then I'll get back into the swing of things. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyways, I can let you change the subject now. That was all I had to say. Well, what I was going to say is uh, <clears throat> talking about um, newer movies and talking about the um, trailer for uh, Indiana Jones 5 reminded me of the um, trailer for the new Flash movie. Which we were also talking about mm. in the podcast coming up in like two weeks. I was say I didn't, I didn't take a look at the schedule and see what we're talking about, especially since we switched some things up here, um, just so I can make sure I'm prepared. Uh, sometimes I don't look at the thing until maybe the day before or something, and I'm like, uh oh, now I got to figure out, you know, if it's a movie, I got to watch it that evening or something. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, well, now is this one? Is this one being... Who, who's directing this one? Um, I don't know who the director on this one was. Hold up. I know James I know James Gunn went over to DC, but I didn't think he was going over... No, for like, no. Like every, he's, pretty, he's, much, pretty much everything that, that's coming out this year was filmed pre-James Gunn takeover. Okay, okay. Um, what all are they coming out with? I know they're coming out with this, but what else are they coming out with? Uh, Blue Beetle and an Aquaman oh. sequel. You you mentioned Blue Beetle uh, a while back that they were coming out with Blue Beetle. I still haven't really seen anything on that. They're not really... It's very quiet, but... Okay, so we'll, we'll get into that in a second, too, but uh, I do want to talk about um, The Flash real quick. It, it may have... It's coming out soon, but... Yeah. Um, what's What's up? I was gonna say it. It might be part of it. Might be because they're waiting to see how the Flashpoint movie does before they mm-hmm. really, really hone into publicizing the Blue Beetle stuff. Because um, I mean, like, okay, Aquaman. Aquaman has Jason Momoa. So whenever they start putting that stuff out, you know, people are gonna eat it up because they love Jason Momoa. Even if the first Aquaman wasn't that great, they love Jason Momoa, so they're gonna eat it up. But Blue Beetle. They're probably. I mean, is there a casting list? Like, is it? Do they have some someone in? Or is it like a, a new, a no name actor that they're bringing into it? Like, if they're bringing a no name actor into it, then it's like, well, we don't have a name name recognition with the actor. We don't have a name recognition with the character. Maybe we'll do a quick little cameo in in or something in credit scene or something in Flashpoint. Hope Flashpoint does really well. Hype up Blue Beetle, and then kind of go from there. I don't know. Just thoughts. Yeah, I don't I don't recognize the um the actor who's playing Blue Beetle in, in the in the movie. But uh Yeah, the the Flash. I don't that. It's really cool to bring back Michael Keaton. Other than that, Again, I am going to be surprised if this movie is good. I am going to make a very lame, not lame, uh, uh, the opposite of whatever a bold prediction is. This is this is a not bold prediction. Michael Keaton is going to be the only good part about that movie. Yep, I, I 
I just hope that they don't ruin the character of Michael Keaton's Batman. I don't think that you can because I think that, you know, I I know I can detach, you know, whatever this is uh, going to end up being from Michael Keaton's Batman. Like, that's that's easy for me to do. I don't have to think anything of this when I watch Michael Keaton's Batman. Um, But I just don't. They're so good. You don't need to tarnish the 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 uh you know Michael Keaton Batman movies by trying to bring it back because you want nostalgia or a cash grab or anything like that. Now, I had a thought. Where'd it go? It ran off. <clears throat> Gone forever. Until like, I think of it again. Michael Keaton is probably well of the live action. Batman movies. Michael Keaton is probably one one of my favorite actors who's played Batman. Just for the nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yes, the like yes, the Michael Keaton Batman movies were still corny. They were still really comic booky, but it's the nostalgia. I'd probably say for my my own list of the Batman movies, live action wise, I would probably say The Dark Knight and then Batman. Like Michael Keaton's Batman would be number two on my list. I don't know if I'd put it up that high, but... I I honestly don't care that much for the other two in the Dark Knight trilogy. And of the original... Of the, uh, the... The two Michael Keaton Batmans and then the other three that they did, <sighs> um, the first one's the best. So that's mm. that's personally my list. My list, obviously. Um, I think Dark Knight is, you know, just an amazing Batman movie. But, I mean, it, it, a lot of it, it might have to go back to nostalgia. I mean, that might be what it is. But I, I honestly, like, as good as Batman Begins and The Dark Knight Rises are, I still, I mean, I, I've, I've never really, like, I don't go out of my way to watch either one of those. Like, they're good movies, but they're not, uh, I don't want to say they're not great movies. They're just not, if I'm going to watch Batman, they probably won't be the first ones that I go to. Now, The Batman, the 2022 movie. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, so I can't add that one to the list. You need need to watch it, because that is one of the best Batman movies and I know yeah. it gets a lot. It gets a lot of uh, like a lot of people hate on it because of Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. But I think you have to watch see, the movie. Like it, talk, you have to talking get... about that. Talking about that, I honestly not even seeing the movie and understanding the the backlash that Robert Pattinson gets. You know, with like the Twilight and all that stuff. I think that Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne slash the Dark Knight is an amazing casting like not even having seen him in the movie knowing what they're going for and like the fact that this is like supposed to be batman i think you know maybe year three at most somewhere in there like he's dealing with a lot he's you know he's younger he's a little bit more angsty he's you know he hasn't been the dark knight for a long period of time he's figuring this out and 
you know, then you also have the the side of him that's Bruce Wayne, you know? I think all those aspects, like, I, I really do think that the cat, like, as, as much as people, like, will hate on it and have and are and will, I think that's, an, I, I really do think that's an amazing casting. As mm-hmm. as off the wall as it was when it originally came out, it, it was one of those, like, wait, who would you cast as Batman? But, like, as you think about it a little bit more and even... I've seen like promotionals and all, you know, the trailers for the movie. Like I've seen that. So I've seen him in the role in that aspect. He just seems like he, he really fits the part. That is one that's on the list. And when I say that the dark Knight is number one and then Batman is number two, that's without having seen that. So mm-hmm. I do want to make that disclaimer. It may, it may get but, uh, bumped, bumped around a little bit, but that, that I, without having one. seen that, one thing I also really like about that movie too is it portrays I honestly really like the portrayal of Bruce Wayne in that movie because mm-hmm. like at this point in, in his like career as Batman he does not care about being Bruce Wayne anymore. Like he, he, he literally has just stopped yeah. being Bruce pretty much stopped being Bruce Wayne. Yeah, like like there's a plot plot point thing where he has to go pretty much go like undercover, so he goes out as Bruce Wayne to do to mm-hmm. investigate some stuff, and like there's some like news news and stuff talking about that, like you know, first time they've seen Bruce Wayne in like six months or something. Yeah, well that's the thing and is uh, so like yeah, often... but that's the thing because in the comics he is Batman. Bruce Wayne is the what? facade he puts on. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing is like you know it's not a it's not the mask that he wears as Batman. It's the mask he wears to be you know the billionaire playboy that you know he's supposed to be you know as mm-hmm. as Bruce Wayne. <clears throat> well, now what? Sounds like the conversation's kind of just dropped off. Well, here's another thing that I was thinking about. Uh. Actually, earlier today, that I kind of I kind of want to know your opinion on. Of, I know you haven't seen the the, the Batman, but you've probably have you seen all the others? Oh, there are most yeah, of the other Batman movies. Okay, I've seen I've seen uh, the rest of them. Yeah, besides like well, the the new stuff, like I didn't see Batman v Superman or anything like that. But mm, you're not missing much. But uh, yeah, I've, I've been told that many you, times, you, which is why I haven't you, seen you, it. You saw you saw Godzilla vs Kong, which is which is Batman v Superman, but better. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, what I was going to ask you is, is there a Batman villain that you would like to see done in live action or done well in live action? Because they, you know they, they've done several in live action before, but a lot of them have been very corny and very like mm-hmm. cheesy but is, is there yeah like, can you think of, of a um batman villain that hasn't been done well in live action that you would love to see in live action well they've done obviously the joker you can't do batman without the joker so they've done that plenty of times uh they did bane which uh, i mean as far as live action goes i feel like they probably did bane about as well as you could do bane i Okay, um, I don't mind the Tom Hardy Bane, but I would like a, uh, I would like a more comic accurate Bane. 
yeah, the, the hulking out version of it. I would say Bane would probably be one if, if they could do one better. Um, let's see. They did they did the ping one, which uh, I never really liked that iteration of him. I thought you're it was still a good the, movie. You're talking about the Danny DeVito ping one? Yeah. I never really cared for it too much, but that was just kind of, he creeped me out. But I don't necessarily know, like, how they would go about doing it better like what about penguin would they do to make a better villain well, okay. like i thought he did so pe- the penguin they made him in a penguin the penguin in the batman the 2022 movie is really good he's not the main okay. villain but he's in it now correct me if i'm wrong the main villain in that is the riddler right yes Okay, so that's the thing, is knowing that, I'm not going to say anything about the character of the Lou Riddler needing to be done better than the Jim Carrey one, because as far as I was aware, that they redid that in the in the newest Batman. Um, trying to think if there's any other ones that they... I mean, maybe they could do Poison Ivy. Uh, you know, they, they had her in the... Um, um, uh, George Clooney uh, Batman movies. Um... Trying to think, they've done Catwoman enough times. I feel like she's, you know, they've done her enough uh, to not really have to worry about her. Uh, so, I can think of two uh, that I would really like to see. One has never been live action, and one has been live action but wasn't that good. Yeah, I was trying to think so, through the um, the Batman animated series, um, the Batman. And uh, try and think if I could think of the, any ones they use. But um, go ahead and tell me what, what your two are. So, one of them is uh, Mr. Freeze. I love Arnold Schwarzenegger, okay. but I forgot he about did that one. a bad job playing Mr. Freeze. I mean, he, he w- I don't think that he was a good cast for Mr. Freeze. But, and I mean, puns, all in all, you can't, you, you can't, you can't completely... You can't completely put the fact that it was a bad version of Mr. Freeze on him. I no, mean, no, the puns but, were horrible. The script was horrible. But it, he, he, it wasn't it wasn't a great portrayal. I would like to see a, a um, better live-action version of Mr. Freeze. But I also think... Now, this one would also fit well into the, um, the Robert Pattinson Batman if they want to do sequels. Mm-hmm. They need to do Hugo Strange. Ooh. Yes. Kind of that mind, um, you know, mind, mind manipulation kind of, uh, Mm -hmm. more, more, more brains over bronze with, Mm -hmm. with how they, that, that would be good. Cause, cause that would also fit with what they've already established, you know, being the riddle, the riddler was the same way, you know, the, the, um, the Mm -hmm. brain, brains over brawn. I got, I got a pitch for them. I got a pitch for them, what they need to do. So they need to have, they, they make, and this is without having seen, you know, the Batman. So, you know, I, that disclaimer there. But from everything I've seen in the movie, you know, like you said, this one is much more like Batman's knowledge, Batman's detective skills. All those are so much more tested in this movie. So, like, it's much more a uh, mind over matter kind of a, you know, he has to be very smart. It doesn't matter as much how physically strong he is in this as, you know, much as he has to figure it all out. You have the same thing if you do it in a sequel, 
with uh, a Hugo Strange, and then follow it up with a trilogy and make you know or round it off to a trilogy and bring in your own version of the Joker. I know it's been done over and over again, but have it where it's a much more mind uh manipulating manipulative joker where like you know batman may be on the brink of like going insane kind of a deal because of this and then round off the trilogy with that and then batman batman might even have to go into hiding after that if you break him enough mm-hmm. because maybe maybe he can you know Ooh. rest easy knowing gotham's safe but he's so broken, he he just can't be Batman anymore. Yeah, but I also thought of another villain. Deathstroke. What? Oh, I, see, when when you were talking about that, I, Deathstroke came to mind. Uh, Deathstroke would be a really good villain to to uh, to bring in. Who do you think uh, they should get to play it? Play him? Because a couple of different iterations of Deathstroke. I don't know which one they would go with. But you know, do you have any thoughts on maybe who they should should who they should cast as a Deathstroke? Mm. No one jumps out to me offhand, like yeah. So I, I don't really know, but you know, there's, there's some like... actor, there's, there's some actors and roles where you think of them, and you're like, ooh, yeah, obviously. But no one jumps out ask... for Deathstroke. Now, now let me ask this: how? how... Within the lines of the Robert Pattinson Batman, if they were to make it where, like, Deathstroke maybe wasn't the main villain, but he was, like, a side villain or maybe, like, a hitman of sorts that was sent to kill Batman by, you know, the main villain, would you be opposed to that kind of an iteration? Or do you want Deathstroke to be more of his own uh, hero or hero, his own villain? Um, because, I mean, no, you know, I, I, Deathstroke... I would, I would... I wouldn't be opposed if they did it. If they did it like two, have Deathstroke as the muscle, and then have someone else be the brains. I wouldn't be opposed to that. Yeah. The other thing is like, uh, I'm not saying I know a whole lot about Deathstroke. Like, I'm not like a, you know, complete DC nerd. But from what I know, like Deathstroke's not some chum. Like he is a extra. You know, he's smart. He's strategic. He's you know, um, as well as like you know, uh, good with martial arts and hand fighting, muscle and stuff. So it's like he could be his own villain, but I was I was wondering yeah what your thoughts were as far as him being being maybe just the muscle basically, and like you could you could even do that pretty well if you did you know like a Hugo Strange as the main villain, and you brought in a character like Deathstroke to be just kind of the muscle fighting and and you know have the action there, but then you still have the mind games that you know he has to play with Hugo Strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be good. Yeah. All right. All right, David, we need to send in our pitch. Yep, this is our official pitch. This is our official pitch. Yep. Sending this to DC right now. I'm going to go put some pants on. Why? You're not on camera. (laughs) That was a joke. Your internet sucks too bad for that. It's a joke. I'm on a hot spot right now because we still don't have any internet out here for some reason. Anyways, my my personal matters aside, 
What else well, you got to say, David? I, I, I feel like we've been recording for a while. Yeah, we're coming up on two hours, so... I thought we might be, because I saw what time it was, and I was like, I'm pretty sure we started pretty close to, uh, it's 8 o'clock now, and I'm pretty sure we started around 6, so, uh... Yeah, so, uh... Yeah. Yeah, I think we should be, uh, wrapping it up now, so... Yep. Uh... Alrighty! Without further, let's, uh... This episode is all over the place, but let's move on to an outro. Yep. Well, Explorers, that's all the time we have for today. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Let us know what you thought in the comments down below, or you can DM us on Instagram at DownTheRabbitTrailYT. And be sure to join us next week on The Trailcast. I just want to um ask: Is there anything you want us hear hear us talk about? Let us know. Like I said, you can DM us on Instagram at down the rabbit trail yt, or on most of our uh com or most of our uh, podcasts on Spotify. We have a comment section. You can leave a comment on YouTube too. Just let us know. And make sure to subscribe and leave a like on whatever platform you want. You're on. Uh, it really helps us out, and I know you've heard this before, but it costs you literally nothing. So that's a very important thing yeah. to add. So yeah. All right, that's all from us. Peace. Bye bye.